was that was very fast. That was not. Yeah, so if you watch the intro, I'm going to look absolutely ridiculous. Thank you, Troy, in the background. Technical difficulties going on, but it's all good. That's how we do. Welcome back. My brothers are here to Football Friday. We're going to have a great fucking show today. I already know. How y'all doing? Oh, I'm doing really good today. I'm doing really good today. I have some news. Um, just want to start off really, really hot. Um, so as you guys know, I play semi-pro football. Um, so mm -hmm. there was a situation that, uh, arise, uh, before the seasons had started, uh, that ended up with, with me being released with the team that I have uh, been working with, uh, all off season. Um, so I go to one team, uh, that didn't work out. Uh, so I'm on this new team, uh, shout out to the North Bay Rattlers. Appreciate y'all boys. Um, <clears throat> last game, that was the first real uh, kind of time they've seen me in the rotation and tomorrow I'm starting. So. Uh, That's how we do it out here. Yeah, ballers is going ball, guys. Um, when you got talent, they will find you. Um, so go ahead, man. I like it. You yeah. quoting Cam yeah. Newton over there. Cam Newton said the same thing. Hello. That's. I'm not, I I'm, mean, yeah. So you know how I'm doing. I'm still riding high from yesterday. Not from yesterday. From Wednesday <laughs> night. We had a fire. We had a fire, fire as interview with Mr. Moolidge up there. That was amazing. Um, I went back and watched it. I was, I was like, yeah, this was, this was lit. Um, ladies and gentlemen, looking forward to y'all checking that out. I'm looking forward to y'all checking out Mr. Mel next week. We're gonna be on and popping next week. Oh, um, yeah, I, I I jumped in the live right when it happened, but then I had some family issues, so I didn't get to watch it yet. I will watch it tonight. Um, I know it's gonna be dope. I know it's gonna be dope. And I can't wait. Yeah, and um, Mr. Oh, what's his name? You're a goat. He's a fool. That's I saw him in the comments. So. Shout out to my boy, your goat, man. He's a fool. Senior, senior 97, Moolidge. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Born in 1903. That's, that's me. Okay. So let's let's start off with some stuff. I, I've been, I was sitting this week, and I was thinking about some, some different things to talk about. And then I was watching different shows, and I started to come up with a theme. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about who should get more credit between wide receivers and quarterbacks when it comes to production? That's a great question. Okay. That is a great question. I'm, I'm going to – I used to answer this question like – I used to answer it more so like – I used to answer it 50-50. Like, I really did. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, depending on a few factors, right? Receivers, depending on what route you run, right? If you run the go route, it's all timing from the receiver and the quarterback. If it's a slant route, it's perfect ball yeah. placement from the quarterback. Like, you know, if you run a corner, a deep post, like it's all, it's like each route, it either benefits like the receiver has to do something perfect or the quarterback has to do something perfect. But I'm going to give it 60-40 in favor of the receiver because it's what happens after the catch that makes everything go crazy, right? Okay. Like the touchdowns, the making the right. first guy miss, maybe making the second, third guy miss, like, it's because the quarterback doesn't control what Odell Beckham does when he takes a five-yard slant and takes 70 yards down the field and scores a touchdown. Exactly. See, 
because uh, so it came about. I was listening to a bunch of different shows here and there, and the conversation was, you know, every it's always who's the greater quarterback. You know, Patrick Mahomes played with a top five receiver in Tyree Kill, one of the greatest tight ends of all time in Travis Kelsey. <laughs> this one played. This quarterback played with this receiver. This one didn't play with no receivers. And who's actually a better quarterback? So my thing was. Do the quarterbacks make the receivers? Do the receivers make the quarterbacks? Or is it just a happy pot of gumbo between the two? I think sometimes it kind of it can kind of depend, right? Like sometimes you have a quarterback that's just a freak athlete superstar and can put the ball in the right place, no matter if his receiver is fast, slow, can jump, can't jump. He's going to get you the ball, right? But on the other side of it, you got these crazy, crazy athlete receivers that no matter what happens, they are literally telling the quarterback in the huddle, hey, throw that, throw that, throw it up. I got you. No matter where, no matter where it is, no matter where you put it, no matter how you put it, I'm gonna go get that joint. But there's another aspect to this, right? <clears throat> because GQ said something earlier with this with the with the timing routes, right? A lot of it can be contributed to offenses and head and head coaches, right? Offensive coordinators. Because when, sometimes when you have a young quarterback or some other quarterback that's not really that proficient in some areas, right? Or a quarterback that still needs to develop and you have a good receiver or you have a young receiver and they have to mesh chemistry, right? So a coordinator or a head coach can come out there and put a system together that literally makes these two guys look like superstars. When they're young, they really don't know what the hell they're doing yet, right? right. <clears throat> so for me, it's like a... 70 20 10 kind of thing right i'm putting in more i'm okay. putting 70 on the quarterback because he deals with the ball at at the most at the end of the day i'm putting the 20 on the receiver because sometimes hey they, they got they just make some crazy some crazy type of plays um and then 10 percent on, on, on the coaches man because sometimes they they, they drop a damn a damn good game plan and can motion some sets some, some screens some put some 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 formations in and just have people open just off just off GP. So uh yeah. I think it's when funny you break you it down and look at it more in depth, it's it's there's 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 more numbers that go into it. Right. That's funny you would say it like that. Because I kind of agree with both of you. Because and I'll use I'll use a I'll use an example. This is not Patrick Mahomes hate before we even go. <laughs> Somebody go take it that way. <laughs> exactly. This is not past my We're gonna clip this and already post it. It's all good. And it's like, is because we've seen the Kansas City Chief offense work with Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. Like we've seen it work. It was a very pro, it was a very prolific offense. We've seen him work with kind of the same weapons as Patrick Mahomes. We've also seen the offense with Patrick Mahomes. We've also seen the offense with Chad Henney. We can say in all three that the offense worked to various uh, degrees based on the talent of the person operating it, meaning the quarterback, but the offense was still efficient and it did what it needed to do. Opposed to, uh, let me think of another, what would be another comparison on the opposite end of that? A uh, okay, boom. Prime example, Jeff Fisher and Sean McVay, and we saw the difference between 
Sean McVay having uh, Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Same offense, same player. I mean, same personnel, different quarterbacks, totally different results. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Horrible. Cooper Cup became an all-pro wide receiver with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he was an afterthought in the old Rams offense. Like he was, he was the third receiver until they got injury riddle one year, and all of a sudden Cooper Cup balled out until he he jacked up his knee in like week mm-hmm. sixteen or something like right. that, if I remember correct. This is still yep. the old Rams, not the Sean McVay. Right, the old Rams. People forget, like people forget, Cooper Cup been in the league for for a little minute. Like he ain't, mm-hmm. he, ain't right. he ain't new to this. No, that Eastern Washington man, yeah. So and so then I guess we can say it it is part coaching, part quarterback, part wide receiver. I guess depending the situation, the ratio of where it goes can, Definitely. can fluctuate. Yeah, yeah. Well, depending mean, look, on look who at, look at San your guy is. San Francisco is your best example. San Francisco oh, yeah. had a guy like Nate Mullins relevant right. when he was an afterthought. But then just let's take this past year. Look at Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Right. Became the mm-hmm. most relevant quarterback in the NFL. Literally. Right. <laughs> like literally became the most relevant quarterback and damn near took the Niners all the way back to you know what they're accustomed to like mm-hmm. every quarterback that they've had a carousel like no team has rebounded better from quarterback injuries than San Francisco like no so then so will we say mm-hmm. in the San Francisco offense the the ratio we would go maybe 60% Kyle Shanahan yep yeah that, yep, that'd make, yeah. that'd make a lot of sense. Honestly, that would yeah. probably be 60. I'd probably go 60, 20, 20. Yep. That realistically, honestly, yeah. because it all, because okay. it all comes, they've had, they've, they've had a revolving door running backs. They've had a revolving mm-hmm. door receivers. Like, and if, like, so it's, I'd say, yeah, 60, 20, 20 with, with San Francisco. It's probably the only outlier in the NFL. Yeah. Right. Honestly. Where you would lean, where you would lean offensive coordinator is the, op, is the, well, that was kind of my thing with Kansas City. Would we, I would say I was making the point of I would say it's more so the offensive coordinator than the quarterback because we had evidence that it works with multiple different quarterbacks. Now it doesn't work the same. Like it got better with Patrick Mahomes, one hundred percent. Absolutely. But with, with Kansas we, City, it's probably 50-30-20. Right? Yeah, we're not going to act. Oh as yeah. A, you know, Alex Smith didn't go fourteen and two with the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there was a lot. Yeah. And everything that everybody says about Alex Smith should really show people just how proficient Andy Reid and Eric Bietamine were caught, were as play callers, right? Like, mm-hmm. I get Patrick Mahomes is this transcendent throw over the ball, right? Like, I understand the type of player Patrick Mahomes is. But when you're giving him all of the credit, when you see or when people like us, when we see the in-depth things that are going into this type of offense – that's making it go or making it flow the way it's flowing, it hits different. So when people are saying, oh, no, that's Patrick Mahomes. He's the greatest. And it's like, well, chill out because Patrick Mahomes ain't out there calling his own plays, bro. Like, he's he's getting the right. play from the sideline. Somebody's drawing that up. Well, so, think about it like yeah. this, too. When when the few the, – there are very few times that Patrick Mahomes has gone down and they've thrown in Chad Henney, the offense doesn't miss a beat. Right. At the all. game doesn't change. You're like, oh – Oh, Chad Henney's in. We can, we can, we can start rushing more. No, they don't. The fuck they don't. No, mm-hmm. no. That's because what they think. Chad oh, Henney, that's what they. Chad Henney, because people forget. Like I guess people just forget how how efficient of a quarterback Chad Henney was. Like yeah, he went I to Michigan, so I know everything. But you know, he had a good run with the Dolphins. Like he's he's had a 
he's had a he was a good he was a, a he was a slightly above average NFL quarterback with the right system. He does exactly what you saw in Kansas City. So yeah, right. again, that's why again. So here's another outlier where the coach has more credit than arguably the the talent. And that's not a shot exactly. at Patrick Mahomes. It's just no. That's why I said it's the, just it's just look at look at the system. Yeah, right. look at the system. Because like with with the Rams, you can make the argument that Sean McVay is the majority. Like Sean McVay might actually be seventy, maybe even eighty, because he right. took Jared yeah. Goff. He took Jared Goff to the Super Bowl, and he took Matthew Stafford and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but right. everybody was two, two different styles of quarterback. Both of them went to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff couldn't get the job done. Matthew Stafford did. Yep, same that's weapons. True. The weapons didn't change except you added Odell Beckham. That was the biggest diff. Well, Odell Beckham and uh, Vaughn Miller, your biggest differences, mm-hmm. because true. everything else was the same. Yep, yep, that, that's so true. That, and everybody that remembers the narrative yeah. behind Matthew Stafford at the time. Yeah, so, and, but and see, then that's I'll, the thing. Like Matthew Stafford gets forgotten about because he was doing a lot of throws Mahomes was doing before Mahomes was doing these throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like and Matthew I'm a, Stafford has all a great of this, arm. a tremendous arm, like. All this is going to make sense. I, I've constructed this doc very well today. So everything that we're talking about is going to make total sense by the end of the show. Um, so let's, I also want to bring it back. Same concept with the quarterbacks. I'm going to bring it to Aaron Rodgers now. Because we see Aaron Rodgers not complain about what he doesn't have in Green Bay. But then he takes everything that he had in Green Bay and wants to take it to the Jets. Doesn't make sense to me. Either he has weapons or he don't have weapons. Because you can't say he doesn't have weapons if he's taking all the weapons to the Jets. So is Aaron Rodgers the type of quarterback that we think he is? Well, I don't. Well, they what they think he is. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a top five, ten quarterback. I think he has he has the talent, but the talent never materialized in my eyes. What he said? What happened? All I saw, all I saw was Raiders. What was that? <laughs> oh, you know what? Gosh, Listen, hey, you lucky you became a great part of this show, Mister Yago. Shout out to you in the comments. Oh, and shoot. <clears throat> uh, shout out to my boy Yago, man. Clowning, oh, yeah, man. clowning. But, shout um, out to yes. our listeners, Google yep, listeners, iHeartRadio listeners. I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right there with you with when it comes to Mr. Rogers. Like, you start playing with the all-time game. I don't have him in my top five personally. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. Like, you can't you can't win this one random Super Bowl off of a great play, mind you. It was a great play. Like, I'm not going to take that away from him. But as great as they push him to be in this era where you must air the ball out, you have all this, you have all that, why have you not been able to get a second? Maybe he hasn't gotten close. He's gotten close. No. Well, the closest he got, he got blew out by Tampa Bay. Yeah. He got exactly what he wanted. He wanted a home NFC championship game, and Tom Brady smacked him. Yep. Well, the the, the Buccaneers defense smacked him. But he's always had comparable weapons. They may not all be the household names that everybody's accustomed to, but there was a point in time where I, you knew who Jordy Nelson was. Like, yeah. you knew who James Jones was. Like, you knew who these guys were. Like, there's no confusion there. You knew who Randall nope. Cobb was at his at his at his heyday. Yeah, Randall Cobb. There's a reason why he brought Randall Cobb back. Yeah, like <clears> these <throat> guys aren't these guys aren't strangers to to the game. Like he he still, however you want to look at it, has had better all better overall weapons than some of the years that Tom Brady had. 
by far. Easy. Like Tom Brady was Tom Brady was turning guys into relevance that would not have probably made rosters on some other teams. I mean, we can argue Jordy Nelson, and I like Jordy Nelson, is probably outside of Randy Moss better than every receiver that Tom Brady's ever had. Well, except maybe A B if you want to count that little bit of time he was with the Patriots. I don't yeah, I don't count anything. I don't care. I don't but, know A B in that. Yeah, but I mean, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean he he had Deion Branch, and, I mean he had Troy Brown, he had he had um Danny Danny Edelman. He had guys. He had guys who could play. Like they could play. They're great role players, but again, we're talking star guys like Pro Bowl receivers. Different dudes that can go out and make a difference on a play. And now, yeah, like see, he, with Aaron Rodgers, this is this is where this is where this is the reason why that's a good question, Mel, right? Because with A Rod, it's different, right? Because you have to with with him, it it, it almost has to be the perfect situation, right? right? I don't think the narrative was that he never had any offensive weapons. He's always had weapons offensively, but um the problem was, at least from what I understand, because I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, right? I've been Aaron Rodgers fan since he was at Butte College. Um, <clears throat> it's always been defense, right? And you look at the last time he actually won the Super Bowl, what did he have? He had a great defense, right? That defense had defense player of the year on it. And Charles Wilson, shout out to my boy Charles Wilson. Um, <clears throat> but after that, he's never had a defense comparable right but i can argue a lot of uh, a lot of some of these teams didn't have great defenses like they still been like a lot of his offensive had just he hasn't produced in the playoffs offensively true true but this is the this, this is where i was getting this is where i was getting to right <clears throat> at that point right it becomes a coaching game right it has to come down to the coaching game at that point because you have to put pieces in places that you feel are going to succeed. You have to come up with a specific game plan, regardless of the fact of who's across the field. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> just looking at Aaron Rodgers, and you go back to that Bucks loss, right? When you really look at what happened, Matt LaFleur took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand. You're supposed to give him the ball. Let, let, let your MVP quarterback handle, handle that. Well, he also, young, he also he also threw two picks. He did. Game, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to take that away from him. Aaron Rodgers did not have the best game, but at the same time, when he starts to roll, and we know how the roll, when we know how Aaron Rodgers gets, when he starts to get on his little his little tyrants, right, and he starts to get rolling. At that point in time, you have to trust your MVP quarterback and give him the ball, right? He goes to the next year, right? Him and Devon, him and Devontae Adams are virtually non-existent in that game against the Niners. <clears throat> they, lose, they lose off well, special they lose off a special they got, they got, yeah. Well they got they got ran off the field in that game too. Like San Francisco ran Absolutely. all over that defense. Absolutely. So then and that's the thing, right? So then you're complaining but about what, defense. That defense but what was the story that game? Game? I was gonna say I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You complain oh. about defense, right? They go out and they get you some defensive pieces. That game was low scoring and you lost off special teams because yep. you because at the end of the day, although Devontae, uh, Devontae, Devontae Adams was open, you guys had beat them twice in the in, in the regular season or yeah, beat them in the regular season. So you're thinking, oh, we got them now. 
We got him now. No, you don't. Because now it's a low-scoring game. Now Devontae is taken out of the game. Now Aaron Rodgers can't do much. What are we going to do, right? This is when you start to look towards yes. hope. What you're going to do, Matt LaFleur? Because now Kyle Shanahan has your number. He has your proverbial number, right? Mm-hmm. You're to the point where you can't do nothing. You're trying your best stuff. You're trying this stuff. You're trying new stuff. Nothing's working. Now, what are you going to do? Because now everybody's looking towards you, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the guy who's supposed to be this young, innovative playoff player, offensive calling mind. Hey, mm-hmm. so what, what you going to call, my guy? Because in the regular season, you was big and bad and all on the sideline. We were hooping and hollering. And yeah, oh, yeah, I finally got my win against San Francisco. Are you going to do what it matters? Which is um perfect segue into my next question. Has the NFL killed the running back? It all, all almost. <clears throat> almost. Yeah, all, all, almost. Like the running back is like teetering off the cliff at this point. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who who momentarily who momentarily saved it. Derrick Henry momentarily saved it before Derrick Henry hurt his foot and he was out for the majority of that season. You've seen a lot more coaches. You've seen a lot more teams really gravitate towards running the ball, establishing the ball or establishing that run game first before starting to go into the play action, before starting to go into the deep drop back passes, right? Now that Derrick Henry was out, you see a lot more. They're starting to go into a lot more pass plays. They're starting to go uh, implicate a lot more uh, pass catching running backs. Right, but when Derrick Henry was in the league, was when he when he was at his his peak, and he's still a great running back. I'm not going to take anything away from him because he he still showed everybody that he's him after after this past season. But when people when people knew that's what the Titans were doing because they really didn't have no receivers that was really going to blow the, the game open like that. But people knew they was going to give it to that big <laughs> number two right there or whatever number he wearing mm-hmm. right now. And you ain't you ain't gonna do nothing, bro. What you gonna do? It's gonna it's coming okay. all game. And that I I, that, I really I really respected that with, with, with Tennessee, bro, because it's like they really kind of brought back that 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 early nineties, late like like late late nineties feeling when a running back was really him. You feel me? Because what 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 Tennessee did is what um shout out I'm uh, Brian Billy, who I think is one of the brightest head coaches. I've ever been. Oh, yeah. Um, Brian Billick was asked a question one time. This was a couple of years ago. And he was like, if you were coaching today, how would you how would you operate your offense? And he and I got the idea from him and my um my uncle runs the um he we have a football team in New York, uh, New York Rebels. We won seven championships, by the way. So we, we kind of know what we're doing. You said kiss when the rings. Kiss the rings. <laughs> and um, based off of how this current NFL is operating with the spread offenses, the defenses had to adjust. So you get the smaller linebackers, the quicker defensive linemen. They're not as big, they're not as stout as they once were. But the tight ends are still the same size, but they're more athletic. So what he and I did this, and my uncle did this. I coached even when I was coaching my little league team. I would go 11 personnel, I put two tight ends on the field, and I would run the ball. I would force you to get out of your speed defense mm-hmm. because you have a lot of, you have a lot of small people on the field now. 
And if I was coaching in the NFL, that would be my goal. Like, I would get – this is why, you know, having a running back like a Nick Chubb, a Ezekiel Elliott, a Derrick Henry, a Josh Jacobs, these bigger guys, you have to understand that the first – maybe the first quarter and a half, two quarters, they're not going to really put up big, big numbers for you. They're not. But it's that third and fourth quarter, if you're <clears> consistent <throat> – by the time you get to his 24th, 25th carry, that's when he's the offensive line gets to leaning on the defense. And that's what I watched the Tennessee Titans. They were down 24 points. And they never stopped running the ball. And they came back and won the game because they stuck to the game plan. And I think with a lot of these safeties coming down to play linebacker and you got smaller, quicker linebackers playing on the edges. Well, you just put big bodies on. Put big bodies. Save your quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, some of these quarterbacks, it be it's a lot easier to throw the ball when there's not eight people in coverage. You can find windows to put the ball. Some of the best teams that throw the ball, they actually run the ball pretty good. The Eagles last year. Yep, the Eagles last year. And yep. they had two damn good receivers on the outside too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, when you look at it, see, and this always, I always go back to my point, man, with the Dallas Cowboys, because when you run the ball, ninety percent of the time, you win the game. So what does that mm-hmm. tell you, Kellen Moore? Run the ball. Run the run damn the ball. ball, okay. Like 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 Sandra Bullock said on the blind side, coach, run the dang ball, okay? Run the chat him on the phone. Hey, run the dang ball. <laughs> I got my son out there, six everything, three everything, and he's out here driving. Run the ball, okay? See, I'm an advocate, Neil. I am an advocate for running the ball, all right? Mm-hmm. You can have the best receivers. You can have the best DBs. You can have the best pass blocking O-line. I don't care. Guess what? We finna run this goddamn ball today. That's I have zero problem with running backs getting their bag. I don't know why we're not. If you have a generational running back, it's one thing. Okay. Just like we have tiers for every position, you have tiers for running back. There is a top tier of a running back, and they deserve to get paid. They do. Exactly. I don't have a problem with it. 100%. If I'm, a, if I'm an owner, I have zero problems. Like, listen, if I drafted a guy like let's Austin Eckler, the reason I bring him up because guys like Austin Eckler, guys like uh, Christian McCaffrey, guys like Alvin Kamara – those are the future of NFL running backs, like those styles right. of running backs. Like yep. Austin Eckler is the bigger of the three, but he can run between the tackles and bust your ass, or he can line up in the slot and run a route and also bust your ass. Alvin Kamara is a smaller running back. He's yep. not terrible between the tackles, but he's just effective enough to keep a defense honest. Yep. You know, and that's why I'm a big fan of B. John Robinson coming out of the draft. He's another one of those guys. He's built like kind of like an Austin Eckler type where mm-hmm. he can bust your ass between the tackles, but – Catch him in space and see what happens. If you notice, we're talking about Derrick Henry. In the last five years, Derrick Henry started catching the ball more. Mm-hmm. And yep. I don't want that big freight train catching the ball on a swing route. And exactly. As a, as a, as a, as a six-foot-tall, you know, 180-pound corner trying to go tackle him. I'm going to get stiff arm and knock out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but that's what the NFL is going towards, and it's still not bad. You just It's a different type of running back. It, it won't We won't have these big bowling balls. You'll have them every now and again. But mm-hmm. it's going to be more of this hybrid style of a running back that's going to be the new running back, and I still believe they should mm-hmm. get their bag. They should get paid middle of the middle of the wide receiver market money, which to me is that fifteen you, to eighteen range. So, um, if, yeah, this would be my next question. If you are a 
high school running back. Yep. You're about to go to college. Do you make the switch? No. I make sure my hands are good. I make sure that I can catch the ball out of the backfield effectively and I can make people miss and get yards after catch. I would, if I was coaching, I mean, one, I would never tell a running back to switch, but if I was talking to a kid that was super talented as a running back, let's say he's six feet, 190, elusive, he can catch it, hit, you know, run off tackle. I would probably lean to him. You probably should be a slot receiver. In the sense of, I can, you end up having a, you'll have more impact from the slot playing receiver because one, I can still get you out on the edge on jet sweeps. I can get you in space because you're an elusive guy. I just need you to catch, work on your routes, do those types of things because you end up being more valuable to the offense in the slot than you would at running back. On the, just based off of the trajectory of the offenses in the NFL. I guess it would depend. I I, I understand that point. I guess it would depend on body type, right? Because if you have a more taller, kind of slender. Yeah, that's that's why I said if he. That's why I said if he's built one ninety. Like I would would more lean to him, more probably playing playing in the slot, right? Because I can use that in a different way, just like you said, Mel. But. Um, I'm really not a like, like you said, I'm really not a fan of people switching. Um, I just feel like the way I'm gonna draw up a game plan, I'm gonna get you the ball, right? Like, I'm gonna get my athletes the ball, I'm gonna get my athletes in space, I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to make sure that my athletes have their opportunities to work, right? So, but that's the thing is like you're saying athletes, but think about what they're saying. We'll we'll take Bijan Robinson as case study number one. Everybody has him as a top five talent in the draft, offensively. Mm-hmm. But most people are saying that you shouldn't draft him into the third round. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and and unfortunately, the the and the reason I say unfortunately is because current statistics have proven you do not have to draft a running back in the first two rounds to find success. And that's, but that's what. That's but now what's, that's what that's what's hurt the running backs. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. If I was, t- that's why I said that same kid, same kid, Bijan. If Bijan Robinson was a slot receiver, he'd go in the first three picks. Oh, for sure. See how different that is? That's crazy. Look, yeah. all it took was they changed the RB to a WR, and now he's a top five pick. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same player. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's crazy though, because yeah, they're they're starting to devalue the running back position. And yeah, because I mean, you got remember honestly, there was a, sucks. yeah, yeah. And there was there was a point in time where, when you saw the upcoming draft, you're like, I could see five running backs going in the first round. Like exactly. Point in time you don't see it no more. When you had yeah, like there was a point in time when you had like let's take Georgia for example. You had you had Sony Michelle, you had Todd, you had Todd Gurley, and you had uh, Nick Chubb on the same team. Mm-hmm. All on the same team. Like that's that's ignorant. That is ignorant as hell. And you think about hindsight being 2020. Todd Gurley changed the game for what the Rams are doing at one point in time. Obviously, Nick Chubb is Mr. Consistent. He's just like Derrick Henry. He's going to keep leaning on you, leaning on you, leaning on you. And then by carry, like 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 uh, Moole already said, by carry 22-24, you know, there he go gashing you for 15, 20-plus down the field. You yep. know, Sonny Michelle was just hindered by injuries, but he had, a, you know, he had a run that wasn't too bad either. 
but I mean, Alabama at one point was rolling running yep. backs out. Same thing. Right. All of, I mean, like, look at all the running backs. Yeah. Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, yep. Bo Scarborough, um, uh, Trent Richardson. Um, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Josh Najee Jacobs, Harris. Yeah. Najee Harris. Um, like, um, like, dude, Kenyon, uh, freaking, uh, Kenyon and they were all damn near on the same team all at one damn time. Like, it was literally back to back to back to back to back to back to back. To, like, it's all in the line, we, every single one. Don't we find it kind of, and I know it's two totally different games, but it's kind of weird. That they used to say the college game was totally different from the NFL, but now the NFL is playing like college used to, but college is playing how the NFL used to. Yep. Yeah. Because the running back, I mean, the running backs are more important in college football than they are in the NFL. Yeah. Because yep. remember, there was a point in time, guys like Reggie Bush, guys like Adrian Peterson, like you were like, oh yeah, that guy's going in the first ten picks. Like you can't Easily. let a guy like that drop. You you can't Easily. because of what they did in college. There was no way Adrian Peterson was going to be a third round running back. Hell no, no, it's stupid. Like stupid. Like you would never do that. And no. I don't think Adrian Peterson now, if he was coming out of the end of the, this year's draft, I don't think he would be a third round running back. I still think somebody takes him in the first round. You think because, so? I because, think so. because he was that talented. Because he's a hybrid. He's one of those. He could also catch the ball out of the backfield and be extremely successful. I felt the same about Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush would have been better coming into the NFL now than when he did come into the NFL. Absolutely. Because of yeah. his skill set. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. Absolutely. But it's also, they, to me, the way that they look at the record, because they're very quick to put an age barrier on a running back. Oh, he's only got five years in the league. Adrian Peterson blew his knee out and came back just as good as he did when he left. He came back in nine months. Like, we, what if you he? just Look at the running backs. Like, the running backs, they're good. Like, we'll get to Saquon Barkley in a minute. But the fact that the Giants aren't willing to pay him is ridiculous to me. You're not going to find another Saquon Barkley. You're not going to do that. No, and that's why I said I feel like, just like with every other position, there's tiers. If you draft a tier one running back, that tier one running back should make the bag. Absolutely. Like, I have no problem right. with that. Like, you know, your, your guys like your, your Isaiah Pacheco's and stuff like that, those are second, maybe third tier type of running backs. Mm -hmm. They'll get a comparable bag, but they're not going to get the bag that the tier ones get. Not the Derrick Henry's, not the, not the Dalvin Cook's, not the Christian McCaffrey's, not that bag. Mm -hmm. but right. The, and, and, but here, and, and I, my only pushback with the entire thing that we've talked about today is I understand one part of it, the science behind it. The science behind it is when running backs come into the NFL, they have the most tread on their tires amongst all positions because they got beat up. They've been getting beat up since high school. Since high school or Whereas sometimes since high school. Like, you know, quarter, quarterbacks are protected. Receivers are protected. Tight ends are protected. Every other position is not well, as battered. Running backs and linemen, they're banging every play. They're banging. They're banging. They're banging. They're banging. Receivers and quarterbacks, it's not the case. So they have less but they tread don't, on the tires. But they don't the limit. But they don't. But they don't put the same limitations on offensive linemen that they do running back. No, they well, I mean, look what the Steelers did with Najee Harris his rookie year. He ran more than anybody. He led the league in, in rush and in touches by a large margin as a rookie. But then Which he should have. He got there. No, but I mean, but hindsight being twenty twenty, if you give him that workload for five years, you've aged that running back ten years. Because of the amount of workload, which is why a lot of teams go to the running back by committee, because you're running this guy into the dirt, but you don't even have the offensive line to help him help you produce. 
You see, see I like, think it's that. Were, I think to me, I think it's. I, I think this is the. If you're going to give a running back, and this is me, just me watching the NFL and me looking at it. If there was a time for running backs to get 25 touches a game, this is the NFL to do. They're not getting hit by 250-pound fucking – Ray Lewis isn't hitting him every play. No, there ain't that many of those anymore. Not that type of line. So, so if you were going to give a running back 25 carries, dude, that middle linebacker is 220 pounds. The outside linebacker is 210. They might be fast as all hell, but they're the same size, if not smaller than the dude who's running the ball. So I Debo Samuels break a lot of tackles. Yeah, which is and you're not wrong. The difference, the the biggest difference is, you're right. The linebackers and in, in the edge, the edge players are not as big, but neither are the running backs. You you got running backs being drafted at five foot nine, one hundred ninety pounds. You don't have a lot of these six foot four, two hundred and forty five. You know, Derrick Henry builds. There's not as many as there used to be, like early in the you know two thousand five to two thousand. But, but look, give at, or take. yeah, but not, but look at, it. I mean, yes, you, I mean, there are, look at Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is what, 5'9, 215? Give or take, yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah, around there. Like, that's why he can break so many tackles is because he, one, he's very compact. And yeah, it's, it's hard to hit him when you are the same size as he is. And a lot of the running backs, look at, um, Saquon Bar- a healthy Saquon Barkley probably had his best season last year. Like, I don't know, that's because between that and his rookie year, that's debatable. His rookie yeah. year was pretty, pretty electric. But even like a healthy look at look at his those two healthy seasons. Look at the numbers he put up. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Look at the numbers he put up last year when they finally was like, "Here, bro, take it home." Like when you when you get Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, when you got these types of backs, bro, just feed them. Feed them. Yeah. Beat up the defense. But that also, but that starts up front. You have to have a comparable offensive line. You can't just, you can't bury Sanders these running backs anymore. Like, you can't give a big bag 25, 30 carries and your offensive line is ass. Like, Derrick Henry at one point, we, we forget at the beginning of his career, was getting the ball and getting hit in the backfield and then getting up the field. But if you yeah. give him a little bit more, just like a quarterback, you give him a little bit more of a, we'll say a clean pocket for sake of this argument, or just give him a clean hole, let him get to that second level. Now you see what he can actually do. Whereas it said he can, he got to knock off two linebackers in the backfield before he can get four or five yards. That's a lot of wear and tear early in the game. But that's the, but that's where I, this is where I said Derrick Henry is a different test subject because he didn't have no he didn't have weapons on the outside, so everybody could just. Boom, we got to stop yeah. him. When you're playing against some of these teams, most of these teams got threats on the outside. So you can't, you have to, you got to, you can't just pack the box in. So that's why a Miles Sanders could do what he did. You you, you got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith off it. And you still got the tight end. So you just can't, all right, well, we're just going to single up and then pack the box. Nope, because they're going to beat your ass up outside. Like running backs averages are up because there's so much damn space. Yep. And so see, this is this is why this is why I was saying a few months back after after the Eagles won uh or after the Eagles won the NFC championship, I was like, <clears throat> look at how the offensive line and the running backs, every single running back averaged 
damn near four yards of carry. But look as to why, though, right? When you have, like you said, a smaller in, right? In, um, I forgot his name. It's not, uh, it's not Armstead, and it's not uh, other dude on the other side. Um, when you have, it's about, a, it's about Greenlaw and um, and uh, Greenlaw on and the, uh, on the Niners, Shamir, uh, Shamir, something. Like, it's, yeah, okay, when okay. you have smaller, faster type players, right? Yeah, they're just safeties playing outside linebackers. And, yeah. Or or linebackers playing D line, right? Yeah, and they're going up against these bigger prototype, prototypical offensive linemen, and they're getting yeah. moved off the ball to the point where now it doesn't matter who you have in the backfield. We're going to kick his ass all day, right? And there's yeah. nothing that anybody can do about yeah. it. And now because he's getting dominated, your middle linebackers and your safeties are getting compromised. So now it doesn't matter who I give the ball in the, in the, to in the backfield. I'm guaranteed four yards. But, and, and then you take, and also then, in the you, yeah for the sake of the Eagles, everybody ain't got a Jason Kelsey who can literally snap the ball, swing left, mm-hmm. knock that edge guy off, and then go drag that 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 next linebacker on the next level for your running back to get sprung 15 yards. That's true, mm-hmm. but it's but it's like he, look at, if you look at the film, like Jason Kelsey is one of the most important parts of that run game. Oh, absolutely, like yeah. At the center like yeah. Jason Kelsey because he. You don't see big guys that are big like that that can snap the ball and move that fast off of like lateral movement, damn near. But then, oh, yeah, and then, but then, crazy. right, and then that kind of goes into this new breed of quarterback that we have because he's been there for a while. They just yep. couldn't do the things that actually makes him an off or uh, awesome offensive lineman. Like the fact that your center can snap the ball and lead on a toss play is ignorant. But yeah. that's ignorant. Like your so guy now, in the middle of the field is getting to the outside before you're running back. That is a that is a beautiful thing. Like that's a work of art for for those right. who don't watch enough football. Go watch, just go watch some Eagles highlights and watch these offensive linemen how they flow. But it's Jason Kelsey leading the pack, mm-hmm. not the tight end. Yep. It's Jason Kelsey who gets to that outside to knock that edge guy off. The tight end is knocking off that linebacker, so that running back has a one on one with a cornerback. Which nine times right. out of ten, that running back's gonna win that matchup. Yep, and when you have that aspect of it and it's not just okay my tailback is doing this but my quarterback i got a six foot three 225 pound quarterback that can move and break tackles Mm -hmm. this is the whole like this is why to me the running game should be a way bigger especially if you have a quarterback like a lamar jackson like a deshaun watson like a jalen hurts even look at what Daniel um, Daniel Jones. Now that he got a totally different offensive coordinator, they're allowed to. He's allowed to use his legs more. It creates a uh, it creates another dynamic for that giant offense. Or uh, Justin Herbert, you know, dudes. They don't, you don't have to be super duper fast and super athletic. Just enough that the defense has to worry about that. Isn't it amazing you know, what you have when competence shows up? Yeah, it's funny how that works when you have competent people in the right places. Yeah, because it's once you perfect segue into the next segment of this daggone show. Who's the greatest coach of all time? You said what? One more time. One more time. Say who's the again. greatest coach of all time? This is a good one because everybody. Because it, it all depends on what you value. As a um, as for a coach, 
for me, I like innovators. I like guys who think ahead of where they are. It's easy to, okay, that's the new trend. I'm going to do that. It's a totally different thing when you're the guy who is like, I am going to do this and I'm going to make people adjust to what I'm doing. Bill Parcells to me, Bill Walsh, um, those guys. And I, look, I know Bill Belichick got all of the things. He has all of it. But he learned it from Bill Parcells. Just everybody so everybody has knows. a Yoda. Everybody right. has a Yoda. I say, so, I say a Star Wars reference. <laughs> uh, so for me, I think the Bill Parcells, the Bill Walshes, those guys are will always sit on it. And Don Shula, because this motherfucker going five wide receivers and seven. I was, I was, just, I was waiting for you to say it. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for you to give me a Don Shula. Yeah, so yeah, like those for me, like those are like those are my top three. If you can shake them up any way that you want. Um, but that's just, I just like innovative, very, I'm going to make you do what I want. Like when Bill Parcells started doing the daggone, uh, why can't I think of the name of it now? What was that shit that he did in Miami? So with the running back. The Wildcat. Um, the Wildcat. The Wildcat, yeah. To bring that to the NFL. Was retarded because he realized he's like I don't have a quarterback. Shout out to Marcus Vick because you screwed up your brother's name. <laughs> hey, if you know, you know. But you had to be there. Goodness gracious, you had to be there. Oh my gosh! I was so I had so much hope for Marcus Vick, and he just didn't do it. Everybody did. Everybody did. Everybody did. Literally everybody did. He was a talk of the damn world. And it didn't work. work. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. You get your bag and fumble it. Nothing. <clears throat> but if I had to pick three, you have the first two because um, I still hear Bill Parcells in my head as a as a kick returner, punt returner, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm talking about. The the, the classic Giants where he's yep. there's no way you should drop a damn punt. <laughs> get right under it, okay? You don't none of that. Right under it. All right. You track that thing in all the way down here. Look it in. All right. You should never drop a punt or a kick. You get right under it. All right, right under it. Right, right it, wrap it. I, I never forgot that. I never ever dropped nope. a punt kickoff ever. Okay, because yep. I remember that from Bill Parcells. Of course, I got. Of course, come on now, you, you got to go, Bill Walsh. I mean, shout out to College of San Mateo. You know what I'm saying? My Bulldogs. Shout out to the Bay Area. Um, but I'm gonna bring out another Bulldog on you guys because it's Friday. You know what I'm saying? I got to give some shout outs to my uh, to my alma mater, man. So my two year man. So uh, John Madden. Yeah, Max Madden. Definitely. That definitely was. Literally one of my favorite coaches of all time. The game plans that he came with, the like you said, male innovativeness. Even when he took his talents into the broadcast booth with teaching the game yep. as you're announcing the game, bro. Like that, that's that's different. You don't you don't see that a lot now. 
right? Like yeah. you see it with you see it with Tony with, with Tony Romo a little bit, and I give Tony Romo his credit because I always say this: he's a better announcer than he was football player. I always say that just to give Dallas Cowboys fans, mm -hmm. but like to to break down a game live while a game is happening, like you're call, he's calling a game and then he's breaking down the game. All right, so boom, you got the running back and boom, receiver, boom, like that is absolutely legendary, bro. And for him to do that and take his talents of coaching and teaching the game and trans basically use it in other aspects is yep. yeah, it was it was absolutely legendary. Um no, Steeler, of course is gonna be on my list, you know what I'm saying? And then uh yeah that's what I had you know what I'm saying I just had to throw throw, throw those guys in there because yeah you know those legendary man legendary yep. absolutely no, I'm I'm with it. We 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 have a lot of similarities on our list. Of course, like I said, it wouldn't be a complete list without without Bill Parcells and, and Bill Walsh. Like you, you just have to. It just doesn't work right. without that. Of course, like I said, I had Don Shula just because even though it's hard for me to say that, being the Patriots fan I am, I don't fuck with the Dolphins. But <laughs> respect respect more respect is due. All right. I will also right. give a shout out to Coach Shula because if you've ever traveled to Disney World out in Florida, that is one of the best steakhouses in Florida. It's Shula's oh, yeah. Steakhouse on Disney's yep. property. I went there for my birthday. Holy shit. Phenomenal steak. I had a cowboy sirloin that was, mm. when I say mm, I'm talking about mm. All they put mm -hmm. on that mug was some sea salt and some pepper. And that mug was <laughs> something, some, you know, but, and like I said, I'm going to go ahead and complete my Mount Rushmore and I'm going to put Bill Belichick on there simply because of course he, he was built, he was built obviously from, you know, the Parcells tree, but he was built from failure. Yeah, right. He wasn't built for no, he he started off as a as a failing coach, as a coach who could not win. Yep, but we don't and we don't blame him for that because because no, Browns but, but we don't know. We we are the football <laughs> aficionados that we are do not. But the casual fan will be like, oh, but he was terrible in Cleveland. Oh, he left the Jets high and dry. Oh, you know he's been trashed without Brady. I was like, listen, <clears throat> he took over a Patriots team that had Pete Carroll as the coach and then had some phenomenal drafts and built that defense through the draft and a couple of free agents and then boom, sparks what we had for the last 20 years and then, you know, what well, we know what happened. It's a run that will not be duplicated. I don't see another franchise doing it anytime soon. I may be an old man by the next time another dynasty like that is built. So that's why mm -hmm. I have to put him in that Mount Rushmore because that dynasty has, has damn near outlasted, it's outlasted some great talent and great teams like the, what the Patriots did is the same thing that Michael Jordan did for a while. He stopped a lot of great players from winning rings because they couldn't get past him. Yeah, because they couldn't get past they, that's And that's what happened. Same thing with LeBron. LeBron stopped a, a good amount of people from doing it. The Patriots <clears> stopped <throat> a lot of really talented football teams from winning the Super Bowl. The Rams could have two Super Bowls right now. They could, but they lost to the Patriots. Mahomes could have three, but Brady, yeah, Brady stopped them from doing that. Seattle could have had yeah. another one. The Patriots stopped him. Like and we're not even gonna talk about how many Peyton Manning can have. Not and not and the Steelers and the Ravens, but they and couldn't the get past Tom and the Ravens. The Jets, the Jets might have beaten the Patriots twice in the playoff, but they didn't finish the deal. Yep. Oh, this is the only time and the last time we will ever mention LeBron James in the same breath <laughs> as Michael Jordan <laughs> and Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do that. We will, throw, we'll I'm never one more because I like to I like <clears throat> to bring all the sports together and bring one more. It's like when Tiger Woods went on his run. Tiger Woods yeah, a see? lot of great golfers from I can, because I can. he he dominated just like the Williams sisters in tennis. Like that's right. where you put that, you know, that's where those dynasties belong. Yeah. Exactly. Except, except for LeBron James. So 
Speaking of dynasties and coming to fruition, my Washington Commanders have I'm sold saying, their team to I forgot the guy's name. Um, they put their six um point three billion, six three six point three billion dollar bid in to buy the Commanders. I think they took it. I think they're just going through paperwork to finalize it. Which means Magic Johnson is now the proud owner of the NFL football team. And uh, Josh Harris, this is Josh, Josh Harris, Harris. Yeah. <clears throat> which kind of now I feel a little more confident Lamar is going to end up in Washington. You Odell should feel, hold on, wait a minute, because if you know anything about Sir Irving Magic Johnson, you should feel all the confidence in the world right now. Melis, Melvin Jackson, the third. Okay, I don't even know that's <laughs> that name, but I'm gonna call you that today. <laughs> Look, check this out. If you don't know the history of Sir Irving Magic Johnson, go look back and see everything that this man has touched literally turns to gold. When I say gold, I mean championship gold. Okay, the Lakers, he did it with the Sparks, he did it with the Dodgers, he's did it in soccer. Now that he's I, in I, football, look, not to mention his, not to mention his shoe deal. Not to mention his shoe deal. He's successful yep. in business. He knows what he's doing. Book it. Yep. The Washington Commanders will win a championship within the next five years. I promise you, it's going to happen. Yeah, and I and I'm and I'm feeling very well. I feel very confident that Lamar Jackson will be the head of said championship team. It's it's and going to happen. It'll make the whole. DMV area sick because it should have been Boston. You heard it right here on the sideline live 53-55 at 326 on April 14th on a Friday. Yep. Your boy Mooley from the from the sideline said your Washington Redskins is gonna win a championship within the next five years. Watch it's gonna happen. I'll do you one better. Just just go roll back some of the tapes of some of our previous inside the huddle episodes. We have talked about we've been saying going to Washington as one of the teams. We talked about that. We had a very in-depth conversation about that on top of that. Because it made the most sense because the Washington commanders are one of the most ready-made teams that need a quarterback to to get over the hump. Right now, the weapons are there. Offensively, the weapons are there. Defensively, the weapons are there. They just don't have that dog at QB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they I don't say, need – and I at this point, yeah. they don't even need to draft it. They don't need to draft it. No, at this point, it. yeah, they don't need them. And the way they've been right. drafting, adding more talent to that roster is – They've so actually bad. been hitting on their draft picks, which is very rare. Yeah, this is – but this is exactly what Eric Bieniemy needs is a guy like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Because then exactly. two things are going to happen. Two things are going to happen. We're going to see Eric Bieniemy do exactly what we believe he can do, which is be a good coach, probably a great coach. And then we get to see Lamar finally how we've been talking about it. Lamar ain't had no comparable weapons since college, ever, probably since high school. Let's be realistic. Yep. He probably had more household names in high school than he had in college and the pros. At one point, yeah, this man bro. was showing the Willie Sneed. Ooh. That's true. That is all facts right there. I mean, come on now. Like, Hollywood, Marquise Hollywood Brown is his most notable receiver. Yep. Because you got rid of Deshaun Jackson after two weeks. Yeah. Like, you tell me, like, give Lamar a chance. Give him, give him Terry McLaurin. Give him Jahan Dotson. That run elevates that entire team. 
that run game is going to be stupid because they also like to use Jahan Dotson on them jet sweeps and uh-huh. stuff. You could run, you could, you could realistically run a double option with Jahan Dotson and Lamar Jackson. Like yep. you could, Easy. you realistically could, and it would be stupid. Like it would, it would be you. You hand the ball off to Dotson while Lamar running, he pitching back, and all of a sudden Terry McLaurin down the field. You thought it was down the field, you got a touchdown. Like that's the kind of stuff Eric Bieniemy can now draw up with a quarterback yep. like Lamar, in you know, at his disposal. And we, everybody else who doesn't watch film or didn't watch Lamar in college, will get to see what kind of arm this guy truly has. And yeah, I'm talking to you, Ooh, Big Ben. I'm talking about yes, nobody sir. fears Lamar. Joe Big. Yeah. Oh, I was, like you was a like you was a good quarterback, Mister 62 percent completion percentage for your career. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, right, I was gonna, gonna get to him too for a minute. No, no, no. I was gonna get to him too. You, you good? Uh, Do you think? That's, uh, that's crazy because I'm looking at it now, right? <laughs> I'm looking at it now, right? Because I already had it pulled up. I didn't see the comment today, and I already had it pulled up. I had already looked yeah. at it, right? Because I've been going back and forth with these dumbass Steeler fans all day. So I'm cutting Big Ben. Oh, you ain't. I've been hot. I've been hot because I'm like, oh, Big yeah, Ben, you got a whole life. Like, you don't. I would stake my last three years of, of paycheck, switch Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger, and check out the career trajectory difference. The, the, I, I can't guarantee this. Or, but I can pretty much say the Steelers probably win four to five Super Bowls. Yeah, because Ben Roethlisberger's had at least, at least seven Pro Bowl receivers. At least seven. No, and that defense. And the defense. And Mike Tomlin. So, so I'm looking at it, right? Looking, you know what I'm saying? I had to pull it up. Career yeah, in the like, pocket, you know, right? Because he was talking all of this big, you know what. And it like, it's like 62 versus 64 or something like that, ain't it? <sighs> yeah. So no, uh, Lamar Jackson has a better rating inside the pocket than Big Ben. Pocket. Yeah. So yeah, uh, because Big Ben is an off-script quarterback. Yeah, quite literally, he's Big an off-script. Ben is a Big Ben is a fat-ass version of Aaron Rodgers. He has to <laughs> and get outside the pocket to make shit happen. I watch, yeah. Trust me, I'm a Patriots fan. I've seen enough Steelers football. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Like, I'm a Raider fan. Trust me. Between, I, I know the too. The biggest difference between Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger is linebackers didn't want to tackle Big Ben because that's a big dude. Yeah. Right, that's that's like going, going to bounce right off Like you, yeah. you, you might, like, you might get hurt tackling me. <clears throat> it's a three-step drop, and you holding on the ball for fifteen seconds. You don't know yeah, what you're doing. Miss me with that, like, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I was like, Big Ben, how many, how many, um, how many, how many MVPs you got, bro? Why are you talking so loud? I think he only has some Super Bowl MVPs, don't he? Just one? No, he shouldn't have got. He shouldn't have had none, to be honest with you. No, nah, the, first, the very dope. first Super Bowl that they got should have went to Drew. Should have been big. Should have been the bust. Should have got that Super Bowl MVP. But you know, whatever. Yeah. And Santon and San, uh, San Antonio Holmes should have got the fucking last one. Absolutely, should have got that one. So actually, just... actually, he doesn't. You're like kidding. I figured. Like I figured, he doesn't have a Super He's Bowl. He's one of the MVP. only Super Bowl winning quarterbacks who don't have a Super Bowl. He MVP. doesn't have a Super Bowl MVP because you got to think about oh. it. One of those Super Bowls that he won, Heinz Ward was the MVP. Right. You sure you're right. right. You're, you're yeah. right. Yeah, he ain't that got no Super Bowl one. MVP. That was the first yep. one. Heinz Ward was Super Bowl MVP the first Who one. Who won the second one? Was it James Harrison won the second one? Who won the second one? Had to be. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, James Harrison had one of the best plays in that game for sure. Nope, you were right. It was San Antonio Holmes. Oh, San Antonio Holmes did win. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. hey, look at he that. He doesn't have a Super Bowl MVP at all. About receivers versus quarterbacks. Huh. Big Ben's receivers were more important than the quarterback. Ain't that oh, shit? Oh, absolutely. They're, yeah. they're, his receivers are more important 
And Look, then, high, then the quarterback Ford, in all of the history of the greatest blocking receivers in NFL history. He loved mm-hmm. to knock people's heads off. But you're saying he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. Man, yeah, did he go in this year? The, dis- the disrespect is unreal. Shall we shall we look at it, guys? Since since we're talking, right? We since we're talking big Ben, let's go ahead and look at it real, real, real quick. We're gonna break it down real quick. Um <clears throat> can anybody would anybody care to tell me what Big Ben's passer rating was? In that uh Super Bowl against the Seahawks, since Ooh. he was so, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, I since bet it was, was like a, I bet it was like an 87. He was see, he was so he's so proficient, right? Oh my God, Big Ben, he went nine for 21, bro. Nine for 21, oh, wow. a 22.6 passer rating. That man oh wow, Westbrook numbers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he ain't throw not Don't one talk touchdown. about Russell. Don't do that to Russ. He I'm ain't throw not one touchdown. He went. He threw two picks though, for sure. He for sure threw two picks. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is I would have lost my fantasy matchup if I started it. Oh, yeah, most definitely, because the only okay. person that actually threw a touchdown in that was game. Was it Hans Ward? It was Antoine randall People were going to come oh, on. Antoine randall I, yeah. I knew it was a receiver. I knew it was mm-hmm. a receiver. Okay. Yeah, so he talking all of this big, you know what I'm saying, all, all of this big hoo-ha. I'm just like, bro, just, I'm not really seeing the <laughs> – I'm not really seeing the the the, the – no. the, I'm not, I'm not seeing it, bro. Like I'm not seeing the resume behind the mouth, bro. So you you so no, loud, no. but you don't even have I a mean, Super Bowl MVP, nor do you have a regular season MVP. I, so I'll tell you one thing that Big Ben do do better than Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, most definitely. Oh, most definitely. Do it. Don't don't get us canceled. Oh, most definitely. I, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't want to say, say it. I don't want to say it, but um. We 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 know some places that you that you frequent that Lamar don't frequent, big dog. So you might the, want to stay quiet. The original Deshaun Watson. Uh, you you might want to be quiet, man. Yeah, you might want to be quiet, man. Because uh, should we should, we, should yeah. we tell people what happened to your signing bonus after the, after the Steelers signed you after that? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we want to do like, that. He, like, oh yeah. Nah. He, like okay. If anything, he he probably had more. Well, he did. He does. Excuse me. Have more four thousand plus yard seasons than Lamar because. The weapons, yeah. yeah. The receivers, the receivers are the key here. Like, let give give Lamar Jackson, Juju Smith, Juju, Juju, and Antonio Brown. See what happens. Oh, okay. Lamar, so look, Lamar, going, Lamar throwing for five thousand yards, and he's rushing four thousand. I'm telling right, you, right so now, look, I, I look. would stake on that one with Le'Veon Bell playing running back. Let me, Le'Veon, uh, let so me. Le'Veon is a thousand yard rusher with that offense. Antonio Brown and Juju both thousand yard receivers, and Lamar. Probably gets another MVP, if not two. Easy. And they go into the Super Bowl. Easy. Because you can let him keep. But if he had Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Juju Smith Schuster, and he still had Mark Andrews, that's an unstoppable offense. True. Because it's I know stupid. Juju gets a, a, a bad rap, but Juju against people's number two corner is a dog. I'm sorry. Like most number yeah. twos ain't finna stop Juju. Juju's still a big body receiver. He's still a good yeah. receiver. It's just he blew up he in Pittsburgh because Antonio Brown took so much attention off of him. Yeah. So he was able to do what he he does what what any complimentary receiver is supposed to do. He took advantage of a, of of the matchup. Yep, easy, and that's what he, and that's what the that's what the number two is supposed to do. Yep. 100%. I just want to go ahead and take this time to say shout out to the chat, shout out to our IR radio listeners, our Google Play listeners, our Apple Music listeners, our Spotify listeners. Uh, shout out to the chat, to the comments, man. We see y'all. Uh, shout out to my yep. uh, big bro Mike, man. We see y'all. Appreciate y'all for uh, being in the comments, man. I wanted to address something though for this. Uh, he said he wanted uh, Lamar for the Niners, and don't sleep on that. Don't sleep. I on sleep. That. I'm not, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I, I saw them. I've been they proposed a trade 
Um, I think this is um, I forgot his name. So I think it was Josh Bidwell. I forgot his name. I think it's Josh Bidwell. I forgot his name. But apparently, it's next year's first round, second round, and I think a fourth round. Brandon Ayuk, Trey Lance, and something else. That's a huge trade package. Yeah. Because the Niners still got to pay him. Right. Yep. And not the so, way their salary cap is currently set up. I've been even, hearing even if you free up, Even if you free up Brandon Ayuk's contract, it's still – now, we here's the thing. We still don't truly know what Lamar is asking for as far as the total cost because mm-hmm. he hasn't publicly said it. Yeah, There's that's all still speculation up of what he wants. <clears throat> but I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden he really and truly did – it's fine. Look, if Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract, cool. I think, it's only, you know, I think. But what if it's? But what if it's only like 150 mil guaranteed? Like, what I just think he like, wants more. I just think he wants to be paid what he feels he's worth. Yeah, because I the think MVP alone, the MVP alone is 100 mil. Fuck that. I think, in my opinion, I think he adjusts his payment based on the team. I think he's putting Baltimore's feet to the fire. But I think if something, if a something did arise where he could go to like a San Francisco. I don't think he asked for the same thing. Just based on what he has around him and the opportunity that's going that is that's going to present. Yeah, I mean with that because, monster hill, I'm 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 not saying I'm gonna take a Brady type deal because Lamar still needs to get his bag because he's playing off a rookie deal. Yeah. So I mean he's he'll still get, to, but he needs to get I paid. think he'll do it. Yeah, I think he'll still I think he'll I think if San Fran offered him the same one eighty six. He'll take it because Lamar winning a Super Bowl, he becomes a rock star. Oh, without question. Like he becomes a rock star. He becomes everything Michael Vick should have been in the 90s. Yeah. Because everybody everybody loves Lamar. Run first quarterbacks goes out the window, even though I don't buy them. I don't buy Lamar as a run first because. People say that, but I'm like, do you realize who the coordinator for the for the Ravens is? Like at the time, Look, like his Steve Young won a Super Bowl. Like yeah, Steve Young then won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson then won a Super Bowl. And that's my boy, your goat man. Uh, like we we've seen mobile quarterbacks winning Super Bowls. Yeah, oh. I mean Warren Warren Moon won one too. I mean, you know he was yeah. Look, Doug, no, Doug Williams a was, a, was, a, was a lot more mobile than people realize, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to my boy, Dougie Will. about the Commanders, you know, I had to make sure I throw Williams yeah. in there, too. You know, yeah, my boy, Dougie Will. Like, you know, he he was he had a great arm. He was a great pocket quarterback, too. Like, that's what's yeah. the dude No, was he was a pocket, but don't, but don't let that man get loose. Don't let that man nah. get loose. Shout out to yeah, my boy, so, Dougie Will, man. And um, keeping it on Washington. So, new details about the Dwayne Haskins situation, which is very shocking to me. I didn't expect anything like this to come out. So apparently his family is um, acute. They're just saying that he might have been drugged or he was drugged. um, And they're holding three different establishments accountable for this in an alleged blackmail scheme. Um, It's crazy. I mean, this has gotten way more detailed and deeper than I would have ever imagined. <clears throat> now, when this first happened, I kind of thought like this is it's it's random, it's out of the blue, it's 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 definitely weird, right? Because you don't necessarily hear about guys 
just in that type of situation, right? When when especially when they're in when they're in the league. Um, but um, I don't know if there's any validity to it. I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know that it it's set in stone. But I think it's something to to, to kind of to kind of look into. Like it's it's mm-hmm. just 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 looking at the situation and where he was at and how he was found and it's 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 definitely weird right it's, there's because a lot it of doesn't make sense. a lot of questions it never made sense it never made sense in the beginning on why he would be walking on the highway at six o'clock in the morning yeah like it just no, never it never made sense to me i I'm, i hope since this is out there like it is i truly hope that there's a smoking gun somewhere i hope so because it doesn't it doesn't you're y'all are both 100 percent right this what let's okay let me let me phrase this differently i'm gonna throw a little color into this one what's so do it do it know, what black man exactly walk they have no on now the freeway zero o'clock in the morning come on knowing zero good, knowing come good on hell well that don't even make sense come on rich rich young yeah. black man come on like come on I'm all for i'm all for calling a spade a spade but come on now like exactly. I don't even think I, I don't think I've ever even seen a homeless black man walk across the freeway, <laughs> and I live in Houston, so I'm just saying I know this from experience of seeing this. I ain't right. seen it. Exactly, me neither. And I'm from New York, and I live in Vegas currently. And and and, and, and at the time, like, wasn't he in like he was he was he in Florida at the time? He just yeah, he had just apparently yeah. just left the workout. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So first of all, Florida drivers are just as bad as Texas drivers. Ain't nobody running across no damn freeway in Florida. Not I no. definitely not. No I-10. way. Ain't no. And way. on top of it, the type of vehicle that hit him—we're talking about a professional athlete. Why couldn't he get out the way? Yeah, even like quarterbacks dodge people all the time. Like you know, what they try to. And Haskins yeah. was fairly. Haskins was fairly mobile. He was mobile enough. Now, if he's seen that car, now, if he, even if he was in the right state of mind, right? Like if you now if you catch that that one random Dodge Charger that so happened to be going like 90, you're probably not going to get out the way of that. Right. But for the most part, but I'm like, you're going to was... hear it. Like, you at least going to hear it. You know, first of all, even if I if I was to cross the freeway, I ain't going to have these AirPods in. I'm going to make sure I hear and see well, everything. Most, like, people, most hear. people, you're looking like, okay, I see the traffic. There's a space. There's a gap about to hit. I'm off. At least that's how I do it. We're not going to walk across the freeway, though. That's the thing. Like, I mean, but well, we... We all played. We all played Frogger, so we all know how it go. We all yeah. played that same level. We waited for that gap in the cars. So we could, skr, 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 you know, real quick. True, yeah. but we're not playing Frogger in real life, though. Like, oh, yeah. no, I, no, I don't no, know no. what what the, what the kids call it. They call that playing chicken. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, that, and that's the thing, right? Because I, I don't right. Back in back in but, my day, that's what that's not what we call chicken. You feel me? Like, mm-mm. yeah, we had a different we had a different game for chicken. Well, a whole you know, different like, game. It was a different version. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That was, but that involves two cars. Yeah, that's I'm not it. gambling. I'm not gambling my life versus a versus a six thousand no. vehicle. Mm, no, no, like, when I do that. that, no, because it, ladies and gentlemen, let me educate y'all for those who don't really understand the science of things of this sort. It only takes a vehicle going. 20 miles an hour to track to jack you up yeah like i'm, that's I'm talking about fatally jack you up like that's why school zones are set up the way they are because if you get hit at 20 miles an hour you you're pretty jacked up yeah anything past 20 a lot you 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 out of there like you 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 out of there 
Yeah. Yeah. You and go. You are going to the upper room. Speaking from like, speaking from experience, it hurts a lot. Trust yeah. me. I had to ride bikes to school. I had to walk to school, and I've met my fair share of the front of people's cars. I hurt. I had a, I had a couple a parked cars in the hood, but that's you know when we playing football. You know, I was running on that go route, and I wasn't paying attention. You know, what I'm saying I spat. You know, <laughs> yeah. that, that that parked car hurt. Yeah, it, it hurts a lot. Yeah. So let me get to um. Let, well, this is kind of like the main point of the show. Not the main point of the show, but one of the main topics of the show today. My brother, Odell Beckham Jr., we talked about Baltimore. Signed a one-year $15 million deal with incentives that can get up to $19 million to go to Baltimore. Find it kind of crazy that he was signed with Baltimore not knowing what Lamar is going to do. So I feel like either A, he kind of had an inside track that you know Lamar would be coming back. Or he didn't give a fuck about Lamar Jackson. He said, y'all are going to pay me $15 million? That's where I'm playing. I can kind of see Sorry. both. I, I can kind of see both. I can kind of see him like, hey, I got two teams that I'm kind of toggling right now, right? I got the Jets on one line. I got the Ravens on the other line. Now, the Ravens, if they're saying they're going to pay me, and I potentially get to play with the homie. The Jets, on the other hand, they said they're going to pay me. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there or not. So I think yeah. he called Lamar and was like, hey, bro, what you trying to do, gang? Because, like, I'm like, <laughs> I, got, I got him on hold, bro. I got my agent got him on hold. I'm, I'm trying to see what's popping. What you trying to do? And I think Lamar is like, if you can move some monies around. We might be able to. You feel me? So honestly, I think I think it, I think it kind of went into both. I think he was kind of thinking like, shoot, they gonna pay me, and I get to play with the homie for a year or two years. And I also think if he signs with the Jets, at best, Odell's the second receiver. At best, he's the second wide receiver. He goes to Baltimore. He's the clear cut number one. Is it bad that I wanted him to go to the Jets because I feel like it was a better situation for him? That's that was my thought for all. I wanted it because of the situation was better, but then when Mel said it, and I, I thought about it, I was like, maybe he just really this was his only his one of his only chances to truly go back to being the number one guy. Because even with the Rams, he wasn't the number one guy. Right. Yeah. But so it's like even with the Rams, that was a great situation Jets, for him because he's not a number Jets, one guy he anymore. Arguably, Steel would have probably been the number two because I think Garrett Wilson has has carved that role out as the number one. Yeah, and I I, I just think yeah, that's no, a better and situation. Then, yeah. Him and him and Deb, but then you remember they signed Alan Lazard. You still mm -hmm. got um they got another veteran that's over there. Like they have a they, they have a, that's a deep they, receiving core. They have so a the deep targets, receiving core. Yeah, so the, I don't think there would have been enough targets for him, and I think that was another factor. I don't think there was enough targets for Odell to go around. No, not at all. Not there. I, and he wouldn't have been Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers does go there, that's not him. He's, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers' first choice when he's, when he's dropping back. I think he's more of his second, third choice, but I think that works for him. Right? Because when it comes to, when it comes to Odell, you want to preserve him for just, just looking at his injury history. You want to preserve him for as long as you can. Right? He's but still on that kind team, of 
a big play doesn't receiver he's... that you can use in kind of spots, right? So doesn't you know, Odell still draw the number one cornerback when not the team though? He, 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 I would, I would say, yeah, but then even then, even then that still opens up the offense, something crazy because now you have, you have your Garrett Wilson's and you have all these other guys that are freed up. And if they want to yeah, put so their number guy, number number one on there, on them, yeah. then you have, but that's what I, Odell freed up. If Odell draws that's what, one, Garrett Wilson is a 1500 yard receiver. But then like, that's the thing is like the same situation happens in Baltimore, but he still gets the ball in Baltimore. That situation happens in New Jersey. He doesn't get the ball. He's just a fucking decoy most of the time. Mm, I wouldn't necessarily say that because now you have because you have people focusing on more Garrett Wilson because you you have to take him as a threat. You can't take him lightly, right? We've seen how he operates. We've seen how he plays. So once you have you have to focus on you have to take away that main threat. You have to take away that number one. Now depending on who your number two is, whether that's Lazard, yeah. whether that's the uh, you got uh, Lazard, you got Bob, you got Cobb. Uh, um, uh, Corey, other, is, it, is it Wilson? I think uh, it was it Corey Wilson, Wilson or Corey Davis? Cor- Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Uh, yeah, because they, they traded the other one. They traded the um, the young Elijah Moore. Receiver. Elijah Moore. Yeah, Elijah yeah. Moore is playing with Cleveland now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it would be Corey Davis. So um, there's not there's there's not there's there's, there's not that many DBs that can go around. You got to double somebody. Yeah. Who are you going to double? Right, and you you also just like we talked about Gary Wilson, you can't sleep on Alan Lazard either. Yeah, who are you going to double? Like, who are you going like to Lazard is, Alan Lazard you? Is, is a is is turning into a really, really, really good receiver in this league. Yeah, and it's like, like as a as a as a as a coordinator, who are you going to go in there and be like, yeah, we're going to take this guy away, and none of these none of these other guys going to beat us? No, you're wrong. All those other guys can beat you. That's the problem. That's the reason why I feel like he would it would have been a slightly better situation if he went to the Jets because if he goes to the Ravens, he's going to see more doubles. He's going to see a lot more attention. And that's going to put a lot more tension on his body to the point where that's my main question. Are you going to last all season, bro? Like, I, I, I need to know. I think right. <clears throat> but this is the thing that I this is the thing that I that I forgot. Right. If they can get the young boy, Rashad Bateman back healthy. Like I'm talking about healthy to the point where he started. Well, to yeah, build I think on, it- I think he's ready to go now. I think he was yeah, ready to like, go. And, and, yeah. and you know the difference between coming in healthy and or coming in trying to play catch up and coming in healthy and just and just working on your regimen mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, that's that's basically what I mean. Like if they can get him up to up to football speed earlier than 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 most people would see because he's coming back from injury. And now you're adding an Odell, right? You have a, a Donovan Robertson. You have an Elvis Duvernay, right? Now you got now you have these pieces. You have the ones that can break the field wide open down the field. And you have your intermediate Detroit routes, so now you have now you have a recipe for success. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been talking about the whole time. It's like that's really all you needed was just that one guy that can just kind of not not blow not think, break the game open, but just kind of move the needle a little bit. But I think I think Odell in Baltimore, he becomes a different receiver. He becomes the chain mover. He's the yep. guy that goes and gets you the 12 yards and just. He moves the chain. Yeah, he's, you let he's the needle mover. Yeah, you let Bateman and Duvernay do all that down, all that shit downfield. Like you just mm-hmm. let them let them take the top off the defense. Yeah, he's your he's your needle mover, and that's the that and that I kind of forgot that when I was looking at both situations. Right, I was looking at the Jets. I'm looking at the Ravens. I'm like, damn, it seems like he's probably going to get a lot more attention at the Ravens. But I forgot you got Rashad Bateman. You got a, you got a Donovan Robinson. You got a Duvernay. You got these guys that can fly. Right. And you have uh, you have you have some really good backs. Right. So it's like, dang, actually, 
he's in a pretty solid situation because now when you look at it, you got your Mark Andrews, you got your you got your speed receivers, you got your intermediates, your short routes. Now you can attack from all facets. Okay, for sure. Now he's he's the proverbial needle mover, and you don't need mm-hmm. him to do the absolute most to where you can save him. So where now in the playoffs, he looks like your superstar number one guy when yeah. the whole time he's really he's, the number three. He's the dude, he's the guy, he's going to get eight to twelve catches a game. He may not he'll break one or two, he'll end up with 130 yards, two touchdowns or a touchdown. But a lot of his shit is going. He won't average the sixteen yards per catch that he used to do. He'll be around. He'll be around eleven, twelve per catch. Oh yeah, and that'll, say, and, that, and that'll be better for him. Um, all right, we gotta start. We gotta start flying through this. Speaking of more free agency moves, Jeff Okuda, the Z- Detroit Lions made a trade, send Jeff Okuda to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are trying to play football next year. Yeah, I was gonna say the Falcons seem like they're trying to actually compete. I like it. Shoot, finally. Um I think I think I think they're talking a big game, but I still think they're still in the market to to, to entice Lamar to come, honestly. But then of course, yeah, no, they, they still build, build and then they will come type 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 deal. They still need a quarterback. Um Kansas City stole yet another Giants wide receiver. And Richie James, I don't know what they see in giant wide receivers that the Giants don't see in their wide receivers, but they took another one. I don't understand what the Giants are doing with the, with their receivers that come on the scene and show them that a I want to be here. I'm, I'm a good, I'm, I'm a great receiver. If you develop me, I can I can go far for you. The Giants is just like, nah, fuck you, you're out. You're out of here. Um, you want to? We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna speed through a lot of this. Stop the giving the so Chiefs like, picks, bro. Goodness gracious. Stop giving these freaking And I want to get to – I don't know what the Raiders were doing trying to, to trade Hunter Renfro to the Texans. Like, that was stupid. Like, what? Uh, it, I, I don't know what – I don't know what Josh McDaniels is trying to do. Uh, hey, like I said, I'm officially a football fan at the moment, right? I have – I am protesting the Raiders until they show me that – they deserve my fandom, okay? But at this moment, I am a football fan, strictly football, okay? I am not a fan of the Raiders because they don't deserve my fandom, okay? <laughs> All right. So I was going to get into the XFL games was kind of crazy. The I like, their, I like their overtime rule. I didn't know about their overtime rule until I started watching the game. I like the three possessions. That shit is fire. Um, of course, the Vegas choked it up twice like idiots they are. Um, this is what we do. This is what Vegas does. Um, Vegas football is not successful for whatever reason. It sucks. Um, that's what it is. Yeah. Now, we're going to end this on my trivia. I worked real hard on this one. Worked real hard on the trivia today. GQ's in the car, so I'm going to need you to pay attention to this one. Um, we like to talk about the triple crown when we talk about the NFL. Um, do you know how many wide receivers have won the triple crown? I think it's a four or five. That's what I thought. No, there's one dude who won it five times by himself. Hmm. I know I looked, I looked at this, I looked this up a long time ago. Long time ago. 
Yeah, you're not going to get none of them. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, the last one, I'm only doing this to lead in. I was going to have y'all name them, but we ain't got no time for all that. So, last one was Cooper Cup. Steve Smith before that. Steve Smith, he won one. I know that. Sterling Sharp before that. Yeah. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Lance Allworth. People, if y'all don't know about Lance Allworth, I need y'all to do y'all homework. One of my favorite wide receivers of all time. Um, Dave Parks, Johnny Morris, Raymond Berry, oh. Pete um P Host, I don't know who that is, Elroy Hirsch. Don Hudson won it five Don times. Hudson. Mm-hmm. He won it five times. Ray Flattery was the first one. So, with all of that, do you know how many quarterbacks had multiple triple crown wide receivers? Had multiple triple crown wide receivers. Damn. Which quarterback most triple crown receivers? I'm going to go out on a limb and Oh, man, how I forget his name that quick. Um, I just had his name in my head. How did I, how did I forget his name? Kurt Warner. Sorry. No, not Kurt Warner. Okay. Kurt no. Warner, no. I he would have got a couple just from the greatest show on turf. That was why my thought process went there. Mm-hmm. And when I said, okay, when I say multiple, it's like he's done it with different, he's done it with multiple wide receivers or the same wide receiver more than once. Was it Peyton Manning? Nope. Mm-hmm. This is a crazy. This is why I said this is a crazy list. When and I got another one to go on top. On top of that, please don't. There's only that. two quarterbacks. There's only two quarterbacks. Was it Dan Marino? Nope. All right, I'm trying to. I'm throwing. One out. of them was the Packers quarterback of old. I just can't think of his name. Bart Starr. I would. I'll give it to you. You're right. It is Cecil Isabel. He's the he he had it. He did it with. The same wide receiver four times. Isabel from the is he from the sixties? From the Packers, yeah, the forties. The forties, no, the forties, way before. That, that's 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 yeah. Mula's payday. That, Mula's know about that because Mula's been playing football around that time. Yeah, oh, you know, you're saying with the leatherhead, man. Been doing it since the fifties. That's that's your heyday right there, the forties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the other one, that's my zone. That's my era. And the other one is more recent, actually, real recent. Is it Matthew Stafford? Ah, I was gonna say Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford did it twice: Cooper Cup and <laughs> Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Damn. Okay, now this is the real part of the trivia because this one was different. Do you know there was a quarterback triple crown in the NFL? Uh, Where the quarterback. The triple crown for the quarterback is yards, passer rating, and touchdowns. Yeah, that's what it is. Thank you. So, I'll just ask, do you know who was the last quarterback to achieve such feat? Is it any? Is it a quarterback in the 2000s to now era? Yes. My first Only right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's been done 10 times. One quarterback has done it twice. All right. Is Donovan McNabb one of them? Hell no. 
I, I just wanted to throw it out there. You know, <laughs> I'm, you know, thinking about former Commanders quarterbacks. You know, McNabb was one. Right. <laughs> Payne Manning. That is a good guess, but no. I know he came close Never done. with that fifty-five year. With that fifty-five year. But he yeah. didn't lead the league in he didn't lead the league in passer ratings. He didn't lead the league in passer ratings that year. That that was that was the only problem. I think it was I think it was Aaron Rodgers that year. Either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. It wasn't Philip Rivers, was it? Definitely wasn't Philip Rivers. This, this is not like I see, y'all got me in my in my trivia bag, so I like doing this shit now. I, I spent like two days doing this shit. You spent two days looking for these quarterbacks? Yep. Oh shit. And I'm gonna tell you this, y'all not gonna get most of it by no means whatsoever. No means whatsoever. Okay, I'll do this. I'll give you one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm gonna give you six. Y'all gonna have to get the last three. Hmm. So you got um Ed, uh, what's his name? Bromowski from way back in the day. Uh, Ernie Hoover, way back in the day. Cecil Isabel. Sammy Barr did it twice. Sammy Barr was one of my picks. Otto Graham and John Brody. There are three uh, modern-day quarterbacks left on that list. Dan Marino. No, no Dan Marino. Damn, he was accurate as shit, too. Steve Young? Nope, no Steve Young. Joe Montana. No Montana? <laughs> Word. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Uh, That's crazy. Tom Brady. We'll throw that out there. Tom Brady is second. I figured because one of his MVP years, he, he, he was the most accurate. Was it Russell Wilson? No, Russell Wilson. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. He was the, he was the last person to do it. Okay, that makes sense. Drew Brees. That makes sense. Him being the last one to do it. Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Uh, Random quarterback out there from that era. Huh? I said Jake Delone. I'm throwing a random name out there. He ain't never led the league in no nothing. <laughs> um, Chad Pennington. Why would you pull Chad Pennington out? Hey, That's man. crazy. Because I'm I'm going into the bag now. <laughs> I'm going deep in my bag today. Hey, you gotta go deep in the bag to get this last one. That's why you got you gotta go deep in your bag. It's, around with it's really it's really not that deep in the bag. You actually mentioned yeah. it before. It wasn't. I don't think Not Patrick Mahomes, is it? Nope, not Mahomes. Because I'm saying Donovan McNabb. Yeah, I don't think he was in that discussion anytime. Nope. No Mahomes. Uh, McNabb. We can go McNabb. I already named McNabb. No, man. Did you? Damn. What Mel would do. Uh, yeah. Greatest show on turn. Kurt Warner. Fuck, I'm freaking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Kurt Warner. I knew it. <laughs> Kurt Warner. Yeah, I totally forgot there was a triple crown for quarterbacks. Damn. I guess Kurt Warner. Yeah, because the the greatest show on turf. I, I should have saved my Kurt Warner. He's the wrong segment. There's another one for running backs too, but I'll get to that one later. 
Oh yeah, you you already know. I got a, I got a little uh, I got a little trivia. I'm finna send you. Uh, I'm finna I'm finna send you during the week next week. You know what I'm saying? See if see if see if you can bust that down for me one time. All right. Um, as you can see, the fellas, we all gotta get scrambling like eggs out of here. Um, any last words, fellas? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take this time to shout out to the comments. Shout out to the chat. Your goat. Uh, we have Zamar in the chat. Uh, Mike Morrow in the chat. Uh, shout out to our Spotify listeners, iHeartRadio listeners, Apple listeners, Google listeners. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, that's been rocking with us uh, lately. Uh, we got all of our shows coming up. We got the Gentleman's Podcast Talk. We got the Monday Basketball Show. Today's Friday show, uh, obviously. Thursday show is the tomorrow show. We're doing some great things around here. I see the views are starting to pick up. Likes are starting to pick up. We're starting to have more traction in the comments. Keep rocking with us, y'all. I'm telling y'all, we're going up. All 2023, all 2024, and it's just gonna be crazy. Appreciate y'all, man. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. like it's supposed to be. I'm gonna keep it simple and straight to the point, ladies and gentlemen. If you ain't rocking with us, you ain't doing it the right way. From the sidelines, it's coming for you. No, we're gonna be here. Y'all be looking at it for next week on Gentlemen's Talk. We got from the sideline chronicles chapter three. We're gonna have the homie Mel in the building. We're going to peel back the curtain so y'all get a further and a much better understanding of the man behind the black hat from the great spot over there in good old Vegas. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll be live next week. Bring your drinks, pull up a good, comfortable chair, and sit back for a great ride. Yes, sir. Yes, thank you, everybody, for, for um, tuning in on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you are listening. We appreciate it. If you are a continuous watcher, we appreciate your, what is this? Oh, shout out to your GOAT. We got, we got to figure out a way to get him on the show at some point in time. Um, basketball yeah. show he was just on the basketball show Monday. Oh, he was on the basketball hey, show. Okay. I, I got to go to work, but I'm gaming all he night after I get off work. Big dog hit me. Uh, yeah, he's going to do a wrestling segment with us, too, on uh, for uh, when we get ready to do um, the WrestleMania Backlash, too. So. Dope. All right, like I said, we appreciate everybody for coming through, stopping through. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Check out everybody's socials, Mr. GQ on TikTok and on the YouTube and Gentleman's Talk, Moolage, at Instagram, TikTok, wherever his ass is at. Find me arguing with LeBron fans on TikTok. That's what I do. I'll add me. We in. Troy, hit the button.